and I'll bet that they're being heard on every radio telescope on the entire Earth. Are you feeling by any chance like a goober? Oh, no, you are, but what am I? What does it look like I'm doing picking goobers? Pardon me, did I hear you say? On the radio, he is introduced like this. Howdy hody everybody and welcome to the Goober Hour. Well, not quite an hour today because I am reserving the entire show for our incredible guest. I am talking to a legend today, folks. I've been a fan of this artist for so long. I am so thrilled to finally have him on the show. I'm talking about nerdcore rapping legend Mega Ran. You heard that correctly. I'm going to be talking to him all about his brand new album, Buddy's Magic Toy Box. It's his debut children's album. It's actually already hit number two on the Billboard Kids Albums chart, which, of course it has. Mega Ran is the best, so I can't wait to talk to him. But first, from Buddy's Magic Toy Box, this is Good Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up? It's your boy G-Love coming at you live with Mega Ran. Do us a favor and just clap your hands like this. I got a feeling it's gonna be a good day. Oh, yes, a good day to have a good time. Nice day outside, I'm taking extra steps Wifey picked my outfit, now I'm a to step Cause I'm drawn to her side like an etch sketch So um, what's next is anyone's guess Top down, we too blessed to be stressed Eight hours of sleep, feeling refreshed I'm ready to play like let out for recess Now we just max it, build speed All thanks to rapping, the skills displayed And best of all, no pretending we hard It's saying we saved the game like a memory card Dog, feed up, I'ma hit G up Show him this beat, the in three done G'd up And sing your feet up for a little collab Foot on the gas, see you at the pad Let's go! I got a feeling it's gonna be a good day Oh yes, a good day to have a good time Just clap your hands like this I got a feeling it's gonna be a great day Great day, come on. Oh yes, a great day cause I'm feeling I'm wishing that this feeling would last forever I'm swishing on my shots and I'm feeling extra clever Got a call from my manager, we just book each other Meanwhile, the waves are perfect I'm surfing all day and I ain't even sunburnt Plus, I bought the drop Now Bitcoin and Ethereum's about to pop And my album got the Grammy nomination A wonderful sensation Happening on my family vacation And my wife ain't mad In fact, she's glad cause she's mad in love And got the best babies that And in fact, that's me Cause love is free And that's a real good day for Mr. G So what's up? I gotta save the world Now go and spread a little love around the hood Let's go! I got a feeling it's gonna be a good day Oh yes, a good day to have a good Man, I tell you, it don't get no better. I'm feeling great. Like I hit the top of the chart. This kind of beat, I don't stop when it starts. I'm feeling good. Like I make the perfect beat, and everybody wanna work with me. I'm feeling great. Good feelings, good vibes, good people's good times. Great. All right, everybody. 
I am now honored to say that I am here with the one and only Mega Ran. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I just got to say congratulations on this new album. It's a new genre, new era, it almost feels like, but it, it also kind of feels like a long time coming, right? With your beginnings as a teacher and so many fun songs throughout the years. So much has gone down since that original album. So lead me through it. What led to Buddy's Magic Toy Box? Oh, man, it's been quite a journey for sure. The last year or two has been uh, wild, but I've learned so much about myself. And I do believe that it does feel like a new era, like this is a new kind of beginning for myself. Um, I've become a foster parent, you know, now full parent. And it's just been congratulations. Um, thank you. It's just been a, a crazy ride since then. Just, you know, going from zero to baby to, to watching him grow, watching him learn, watching him pick up new things and and even develop taste in music. So so being that I was seeing that so up close, it really like inspired me to uh, to kind of gear my music a little more toward what he would enjoy. Um, and so I started working on the kids album and I went from not knowing how to begin to, you know, eventually getting a song, a chorus, an idea, and then a full album that I'm like extremely proud of that he loves a lot. And so I'm just super proud of the work that myself, a bunch of great producers and musicians have put in to make a buddy's magic toy box a reality. I'm glad he loves it. It's already mm -hmm. a success. <laughs> it's already a success. Yeah, I've already won. Like the fact that he loves to hear this music, it's a win. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I agree with you 100%. This feels like a new era, uh, not just for your life, but, but for your career. You know, we're used to a lot of character driven songs with Mega Ran, songs about different topics, which I love. But what I love about this album is it feels really personal. It's sort of a portrait of childhood. So I wanted to ask you about the songwriting method. When it came to these songs, did the style or method change too much or was it mostly the same? Um, I tried not to change too much, honestly, but I was really worried about, like, I, I completely overthought the whole process in the beginning. I was probably a month or so of just brainstorming before I recorded anything where I was like, all right, can't be too complicated. Can't be too, you know, too dense, you know, so you got to dial it back a little bit, but you can't be condescending. You can't be talking at children, you know? So I just I had so many things going through my head when I was writing these songs and ultimately I just decided on fun. So if these records feel fun, if the verses feel fun, if they make me smile, then it's OK. And that was that was it for me. You know, I, I really was beating myself up trying to ride this line. I mean, as as a rapper, you're constantly trying to say, you know, an everyday thing, but in a in a new way. You know, and so dialing that back a little bit is like you're still saying an everyday thing, but you're still trying to say it in a new way. But you also want it in, in that way that children and adults will be able to get something from it. So there's a really fun middle ground that if you can find it, there's a sweet spot where you can you can impress yourself. You can impress your peers and impress a, a kid. So. Um, so, yeah, it was it was not easy, but it took a lot of brainstorming, a lot of practice and a lot of like trial and error. To, to find that comfy place. For sure. I mean, it definitely came to be the way that it was meant <laughs> to be because it's a great album. There's so many amazing guest artists on this album too. I bring that up because you said, you know, there's adjustments. It's a big undertaking making something for kids. There's so much good stuff out there. So with all these friends and artists contributing to the songs, G-Love and Special Sauce, Jer, all these artists who 
haven't dabbled in the kids genre themselves. What was it like for them? Oh, man, it was great. I don't think none of them really had to make too much of an adjustment. Um, you know, my luckily, I, my music's always been clean. So usually when I talk to people about doing songs together, they always know like, OK, Mega Ranch stuff is going to be clean. It's going to have some good positive vibes. And so I didn't have too much of a, of a struggle, like a tug of war being like, no, you can't say that. Like, no, please don't do that. You know, <laughs> it was me allowing them to be themselves because I like the energy that any of them bring to their songs, to their to their music, to their persona, their interviews, you know, so I just wanted a piece of that on this project. So being able to talk to folks who were like, no, nobody complained about, oh, this is off brand for me, or this isn't something that I would do. I mean, many of them have children or have been around children <laughs> and have played shows for children uh, in the past. So a lot of them had a lot of, you know, experience working in, in a kid's space. And, um, and with G-Love, I didn't even tell them it was a children's project at all. Wow. I just said, hey, let's make a song. And it just turned out that way. You know, and I think That's that was awesome. a lot of it is that I didn't like I never make a big deal of these things that uh that people may, you know, use to categorize me. Like, I don't even make a big deal about my music being clean or anything like that. You know, I just just do it, you know. And so we just made the songs and then uh, it, the happen, you know, with the happenstance of it is that it worked out where they worked perfectly, you know, within this, the concept of this album. So, so yeah, I was just very proud and, and honored to work with everybody I did. And they all, they all killed it. They brought it home and, and slayed it and, you know, uh, understood the assignment, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. The method that you're describing reminds me of two artists who are actually guests on this album, Cuckoo, who I'm lucky enough to know. Mm. What I love about their music is I, I don't think they even know what their demographic is. <laughs> they just make stuff that's funny and weird. Yes. And I love that. And that feeling kind of shines through this album too. You know, it's really all ages. You found this this perfect middle. I was noticing even just when the album came out, there were a lot of comments uh, from people who it, it seemed don't even have children in their lives just raving about how good these songs are. They're like, recess yeah. is a bop. <laughs> and that's all you can <laughs> really ask for. I learned a lot from Cuckoo. We went on a tour of England and uh, we had such a great time and we played nothing but, you know, bars and pubs out there. And they had full audiences of adults, you know, getting on the floor, jumping up and down, having great times. And that's when I realized like, oh, man, if you just if you just make a bop, you know, that <laughs> it can work, you know, like you don't have to necessarily try your best to fit it into what the mold of what you think children's music is. You just have fun. Yeah, let the people in suits box it. Absolutely. <laughs> just make what you want to make. Yeah, yeah. I learned a, a ton from just touring with Cuckoo and, and hanging out with them and even recording this song together is that we just wanted them to have fun. Amazing. And thank you for getting them to rap, by the way. This is a personal anecdote, but <laughs> I make music myself and I was really close to, to getting them to guest on a track. And both Brian and Neil said, we're not rappers. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You're amazing rappers. That's what you do. But they were convinced that they could not rap well enough on my track. So thank you for making Friends Winning go so hard that perhaps I'll get them to finally rap on a track one day. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I I guess I understand it. Like, you don't want to call yourself a rapper. Yeah. You're just having fun rapping. But come on. Like, (laughs) it's rap. It's very much rap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of rap, it has been 16 years 
since the original Mega Ran album, which I, I can't believe that. It makes me feel old. I'm in my 20s. I shouldn't feel that old. Search that up instantly. I was like, wow, wow. time is passing. So yeah. I want to go back to that album. What it, what was it like recording that? Obviously, while you were recording that, you didn't know the, the career that would follow and the artistic path that it would mold. So what first led you back then to recording a Mega Man themed album? And what was that process like? Oof. Wow, man. Uh, going back to that, I was I was in Philadelphia and um, my first release actually was right before that. It was called The Call. It was 2006. So it was even earlier. Mm. And that record was very much serious, uh, political, social, borderline, like spiritual. And it was, um, you know, we're, we're in a different America, you know, at that time. I think we're coming off of like, you know, politically, we're in a weird place. And so I wrote my thoughts on a lot of things. And um, and then once I was done, I was done. Like I got these things out of my off my chest. I didn't even plan on making another album after that. I was like, I am done. Said what I got to say. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then uh, in my escape process, I started playing video games again. I had taken a few years off of video games and then I played a bunch of retro games and Mega Man and the music and all that just started bringing me back to a a simpler time, you know? And, and so I started playing those games again and humming the music again. I was like, wow, you know what? I need to do something with this. Like video games are a huge, huge part of my life. And so I was happy to have them back. And so I was like, well, how can I give back to video games? And so I realized it was like a, maybe the 20th anniversary of Mega Man was coming up or something. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a good time to do a Mega Man tribute album. And I was like, no one's going to even like this or understand it. I don't know what I'm even doing, but thank goodness for MySpace at that time, being able to just put a song out on the internet and just let people react to it. A lot of people were like, oh man, I remember Mega Man. This is so great. Oh, wow. You know? And so we got so much support for that album and, uh, and it led me into a path that I just had no idea I was coming into. Capcom is like hearing the album and wanting to endorse it. And they invite me to comic cons and, and things like that. And that kind of set me on this, this interesting path, you know, for the past decade and a half where I've just been, you know, having fun with my music and just uh, giving something back to the things that, that made my childhood special. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's really like, I think it, it made a little more sense now that I've laid it out to go into children's music now than it would have if I would have thought about it then. Yeah. But it made a lot of sense. I'm a former teacher, you know, and so going into fatherhood, I think it was a natural progression, I think, for what I was doing with my music. And so, and I'm always trying to challenge myself. And this was probably the biggest challenge ever is to to try my best to make music that kids and adults could could bop to. And and uh so yeah, man, I had some great help on it. But that that first album like that was just me trying to do something different. You know, I felt like the the scene I was in in Philadelphia was very crowded. There was a lot of folks who wanted to wanted to do the same thing, you know, and I was like, well, what can I do that is nothing like what I'm hearing anywhere? And uh, it turns out it was writing a, an album from the perspective of a video game character. And so people really dug it. And, uh, and so that's why I'm still here. <laughs> and thank God for that. Isn't that just the way that it always goes for artists? You make something that you think no one's going to like, but it's true to you. So you put it out there and then wouldn't you know, bam, that's what you're known for. So I guess my next question is, how did that affect your music when it came out? 
and the world loved it. Mm. How did you keep it fresh for yourself all these years? Oh man, that that's been the hard part for sure. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, if I know you like this, then what about this? And so I've always tried to expand it. So going from Mega Man to um, Forever Famicom, which was the album that we did, which was all Nintendo titles. Like we picked our 10 favorite Nintendo tracks and myself and Kay Murdoch, and we did new flips and, and just reimaginings of those songs and those stories. And then going into my favorite games from the 32-bit era, which was PlayStation. So that became Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that. So um, so it was more just stepping up the as, as the graphics in those days stepped up and the processing stepped up. We also would step up our, you know, our production, you know, chops and try new things with the beats and uh, with the samples. And my, my thing was always taking the 8-bit stuff in the beginning because they didn't have like hard drums within them so i could add drums that make them bang because they were just (laughs) you know stuff like that but as we got into cd quality music you know you're competing with real drum sounds and real instruments and real orchestras so it then takes a lot more creativity to try to make something special out of that so the black materia album was 2011 and that you know, same thing. I was like, ah, oh, Final Fantasy VII. No one's thinking about that game. And turns out, you know, everybody loves Final Fantasy VII. So um, it was a matter of, and then in, even in between that, I would try to do something for myself. It was always like one for you and one for me kind of thing where between the gaming albums, I would make albums that were more about myself, more autobiographical. You know, there's um, Patches and Glue. There's the Ages albums, things like that, where I'm telling more stories about my life that aren't necessarily connected to video games. And so I use that to try to maintain a piece of myself, if that makes sense, while I'm journeying, <laughs> you know, through the through the world. So so I got on this really kind of ridiculous music releasing clip where there was at least like two releases every year, at least sometimes more, you know, then my love of wrestling, you know, is, is added into the mix. So then there's wrestling projects, there's video game projects, and then there's real life projects. But it allowed me to kind of compartmentalize and use different parts of the brain, if that made sense. And that, to me, helped me to keep it fresh. Whereas if I had to keep making the same thing, I would I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, major props to you for that, because I think it's it's really easy to get cynical towards something when you feel kind of forced into a certain genre. So the fact mm-hmm. that you've compartmentalized, like you said, and kept it fresh for all of these years, that is a, a skill to beckon, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it hasn't been easy for sure, but it's like, that's my, uh, music's my therapy for sure. Like just being able to give, have a release, you know, uh, through music and then watching people react to it. It's just, it's, an, it's been a really fun experience. And, and I'm just happy I found this little pocket of people who are just weird enough to, to enjoy these different things, you know? So like you said, where there's people who come up and say, I'm not a parent, but this slaps, you know, I got people who say, <laughs> I'm not a wrestling fan, but this slaps. I'm not a gaming fan, but this slaps, you know? So it's just been a really cool situation to be able to pull different people into our world. Yeah. You're healing the world one subgenre at a time. <laughs> I'm excited to like see that. which one is next after children's, maybe like a metal album would maybe fit. country reggae. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Well, on top of the music, you are an avid performer. You're, you've performed in Paris and Tokyo. You've played to a sold out Madison Square Garden. Uh, you've got an upcoming show at the Splinter Collective Warehouse in South Tucson, Arizona uh, with Kimia Dawson, which is so cool. An odd pairing, but but a beautiful pairing. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the odd pairings like that. Those are my favorite types of shows where we can mix genres. And, you know, we're all united by one thing, by like 
music with heart and feeling and soul, you know, like I say, you know, people are going to, they're going to laugh, they're going to cry and hopefully they're going to maybe be transformed a little bit, you know, within that. So it's going to be a fun show. I was really honored to be asked to be a part of that bill. Um, Your Heart Breaks is also on that show. So it's going to be a lot of fun and it's at a really great DIY collective space in uh, Tucson that I'm um, always looking forward to getting out there, showing some love and support to a, to a great spot. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. Well, for anyone listening who hasn't had the pleasure of being at a mega Rand show, what can they expect? Mm, well, you're going to move around a little bit. It's not a spectator sport. <laughs> um, it's not like watching golf or, you know, being at a lounge or something, but uh, yeah, you're going to move around a little bit. You are going to raise your hands. You're going to move your feet. Um, you're going to get involved and you're going to have, it's like a roller coaster ride. You know, we bring you up and then we bring you down, bro. You know, we're going to make some <laughs> loops happen throughout the, the process. So it's a full range of emotions. You know, I like to start off very happy and then we get into some, some autobiographical stuff that could be, you know, could even invoke a little bit of a, a tear or two. Um, and then we get back to, to ending with some happiness. So it's going to be a, a great time and a full range of emotions. Yeah, it's a roller coaster of a show. <laughs> Are there any highlights? You know, you've performed at so many iconic venues at this point. Are <laughs> there any favorite stories from the road? I have to ask. Oh, man. Uh, highlight, man. My, my life's a highlight. It's just it's been insane. So the last tour, I did this really fun tour through the South with um, Bit Brigade. And they're a band that plays video game covers and play through an entire game. And what makes them special is they have a speedrunner who actually plays the video game while the rest of them are playing the music. So it's super fun. Whoa. Um, we've played, we played from, you know, super huge, fancy, you know, concert halls to like hole in the wall bars, you know. <laughs> and throughout that entire time, I love having people come up to us that work at the venue being like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Like, this is the coolest thing. Like, we've, we book bands seven nights a week, and I've never seen anything like this. This is the most fun I've ever had. And that, to me, makes it all worth it. You know, when the people who work there, who see music all the time, can compliment, they're like buying our merch more than the fans are, you know? So it really makes a, a difference, and it makes it a special moment because a lot of people just don't understand. They don't, it's hard to explain what we do. You know, it's very hard to explain. I've sat here for 20 minutes trying to explain it. <laughs> and there's probably people who still are like, but what, what is it? You know? So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. So when they see it live and they understand it, like this is all our love of video games, comic books, pop culture, uh, just good feelings, good vibes, and all coming together for a, a really fun time is, um, it's really something special, you know? So the people who get to see it, I love the fact that the people who work there are just, just as moved as the fans who paid to, to get a ticket. So that was a very common theme throughout this the whole tour is that people were just like, oh my gosh, I just called my friend and said, dude, you should be here. This is amazing, you know? <laughs> so I love getting those type of uh, uh, reactions from, from venue staff, especially. <laughs> and speaking of the people who are, aren't quite on board yet, don't quite understand what you do. Mm -hmm. To me, one of the funniest things about your career is the fact that you have seeded into the mainstream with such a unique style. And by that, I mean TV, film, video games. Your music has been heard on Portlandia, The Muppets Mayhem. It's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge you just contributed to. So I, <laughs> I often think of the people who aren't familiar with your music yet just being like, what is that? I can't <laughs> imagine not getting hit 
with it. So <laughs> I wanted to ask, Good. how did that come about? And what, what's been the biggest takeaway of your stuff being used in that way? Man, it's so odd. The very first time I signed up with this company and they were like, we, we will try to get your music into TV and movies and we'll see what can happen. And I send my song Splash Woman and I'm like, whatever, like this isn't going to happen. And then um, they they I think the first one was ironically a wrestling show. Oh, it was a TNA wrestling. They used Splash Woman. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting, you know, and then Portlandia and then uh they had it was like a jersey shore episode or something like that and i was just like (laughs) what like this is so strange but it let me know like that you know if a beat's catchy enough you know it can get anywhere you know and so slash woman is a track that i'm very proud of you know i love the track i love the beat you know i love the story and um so yeah that made me just really interested in trying to get more and more of these these cool placements happening and so a lot of them were just for my friends, you know, my friend T Lopes got the job of a lifetime asked to to soundtrack the new Turtles game. And then he calls me and says, hey, would you like to do the end credits theme? You know, and I'm like, absolutely. You know, uh, my friend Will Roger gets Mortal Kombat. And then he says, hey, would you like to rap on the end credits theme? I'm like, absolutely. You know, yeah. So these are just really cool experiences that. Friends, this is what the song Friends Winning is all about. You know, it's like when your friends have a victory, it feels like your own victory, you know, because I know so many talented people who do so many great things and I've just been lucky, you know, it's like, I'm just a friend of a winner and now we're all winners, you know? So I think it's, it's important to keep, you know, to, to just to continue to be friendly and celebrate everybody's, you know, successes, you know, because you just never know. And uh, yeah, a lot of these situations have only been because they think Mega Rand's a nice guy, <laughs> you know? And so, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I mean, I would think it's because of the hard work I've put in and maybe I'm pretty good at rapping. Yeah, I don't it's know. gotta be at least a little bit maybe, because of your talent. A little bit, maybe, <laughs> but most of it, man. And I tell people all the time, like, it's about being a good person and being a person that people want to be around and people want to do favors for. And uh, that'll get you way further than extreme talent any day and so it's just important to be be encouraging be friendly and just be a be a pal that's all yeah and uh and that's really what the album's about it's just like i I wanted to make this the music for people who are just being a pal you know it's like it's great music to listen to with friends and enjoy yourself too and um i guess i love that someone else in another interview were like he's not condescending he's not talking talking down to children and i'm like well how could i like we're you know i'm a teacher i'm a dad and i know that that's not the way to reach children you know it's to Mm -hmm. to come to their level and and have fun with them and slip a little medicine in in the in the meantime (laughs) (laughs) a spoonful of sugar now that certainly comes across with this new album and i wanted to ask about buddy's magic toy box the theming of this album Mm -hmm. is so prominent uh the the artwork is beautiful too at what point did this collection of songs turn into the into the cohesive piece that it is wow i gotta think about the order of things um i feel like the title may have been first Ooh. and then i had my friend daniel hill work on some art because it's inspired by his auntie my kids auntie got him this great toy box and literally at every day he would come home from school or from daycare and just dump everything out and so we play with everything there's there's stuffed animals there's toys there's this and that blocks and so at the end of the day you had to put those things all away but i realized at when he dumped those out, that was like every piece of his like imagination, you know, like he played with each thing differently. He played with each one at a different time. He did a different thing with each, each piece and everything had its place. 
you know, and everything would get used. And so that was to me what I wanted the album to be like this, this literal toy box exploding through 12 tracks of just imagination and, you know, joy and, you know, and things like that. So, and then it would end with bedtime, which is when he puts the toys away. So I had that idea before I wrote the first song. And then the very first song I wrote was That's Okay, uh, which is about, you know, just taking the time to learn people's names and get it right and things like that. And um, and so from there, I was like, okay, this is set a, set a really good tone because it's a it's a sing song, like sing along type track that I think a lot of people can get into in that way. So that helped me to figure out the rest of the album. But it really came together after that. Like, it, but that told you it was a month of just, hmm, I don't know. Well, will that work? Eh, this can't. Oh, that's too corny. Oh, I can't be corny. Oh no, <laughs> you know, like there was a lot of second guessing in this project. But, but I realized that you know I read a long time ago that if if you're if what you're doing doesn't scare you a little bit, then you know maybe maybe it's not what you should be doing. But if it does scare you, like you're going the right way. You know, it's like like a video game. You start to see more powerful enemies when you know you're going the right way. Mm, so. Yep that's that's it's like elden ring you know and so that's that's been my my rule of thumb is when things get difficult especially for a guy who's been making music for 15 years like if something's difficult for me then i want it you know yeah. the last thing i want is to be on stage thinking about what i'm going to eat for dinner afterwards you know like <laughs> i want to be challenged at all moments and challenge the audience a little bit if my name's a little hard to pronounce then that's okay that's okay and if you need some help sounding it out, then that's okay. That's okay. I'll teach you and you'll teach me. Cause that's the way this world should be. So if you need a little help with my name, then that's okay. Oh, that's okay. Hey, hey, I can be patient with you. If you're afraid, you'll mess up my name. The first time you say it, that's cool Everyone doesn't get everything right the first time We learn from one another, yeah, it's gonna be fun So here on the Goober Hour, I like to ask a question that you've never been asked before in any other interview. This is a Goober exclusive question. Oh boy. And uh, theming around the album, my question for you is, and hopefully you haven't been asked this because it is interview season. Oh boy. What are the three items in your magic toy box? Oh. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. wow, it's that's like the classic one. island question, but flipped. Flipped. Because okay. Because it's a toy box. Um, my Steam Deck would be in there because I'd played some video games. Must, yeah. Um, a pair of Jordan shoes. Fancy. <laughs> and what is my next favorite? Probably a basketball. Ooh. Or maybe a football. Just something I could throw and play and have fun with. Um, I think a basketball because you can play by yourself. Smart. So if, if there's no one there, I can just like set up a little makeshift hoop and shoot baskets. But uh, yeah, those would be my three. <laughs> a thoughtful answer. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've never got that question before. Good, good. <laughs> well, congratulations on this new album and all of your success. My final question for you is what is next for Mega Ran. What have you got in the works? I imagine there's a whole lot going on, but you've got an incredible new album you've just dropped too. So what can we expect next from you? Man, I don't know. Um, 
I've, I'm just continuing to ride this wave of this amazing album. I just today got notified that it's like number one on the freaking New Zealand children's charts yes, or something. New Zealand, you know. So like, there's all these cool victories and so many things that I haven't done or places I haven't played with this album. So I will say the goal is libraries. Mm. I am on a hunt. For libraries, I want to read to kids. I want to play shows in libraries. I want to get people to come to libraries the way they come to bars and nightclubs. I want people coming to the library. Yeah. Well, yeah. any librarians listening, contact Mega Ran. You heard it here first. Let's go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate you. Come back anytime, man. Nah, thanks, Trevor. This has been awesome. <laughs> awesome indeed. Well, everybody, Buddy's Magic Toy Box is now streaming everywhere you find music. Be a little bit more like New Zealand. Let's get it charting, all right? <laughs> From that album, this is Friends Winning. Hey, my bucket list is all scratched. And I know that I ain't all that Sometimes you call and I don't call back It's just cause I need some time to fall back Hey, Some days I ain't got time All the deadlines got lines But real leaders can be cheerleaders Hollering on the sidelines Real friends will always be around High five you when you up Pull you up when you down Screaming loud I love to see you when my friends winning I'm so happy for you that I'm steady grinning Like it's my victory Cause honestly that's what it is to me 100% it was meant to be Thanks Rand, we stand Inspire us to expand You're the nicest dude around Call him Tom Hanks man If you need anything give me a call Tumble and stumble then I'll break your fall You got the hot hand I'll pass you the ball Changing your light bulbs cause I'm really tall I love to see you when my friends winning I'm so happy for you that I'm steady grinning I've been rooting for you since the beginning If I got it and you don't Cause you did when I didn't I was broke Only child so I keep my friends close If you win then I win And it's something you should know Hey, Shout out you, shout out me, shout out us We beat in the bandwagon man I'm driving the bus Got your back forever and that's something you can trust When it comes to praising pals I've been known to raise a fuss I love to see you when my friends win Yeah.